Next up on Saturday mornings at your service, it's Welcome to Health. Greatest Grains and the Welcome to Health Center bring you Dr. Kurt Rexroth, chiropractor and clinical nutritionist. Dr. Rexroth is here to answer your questions about chiropractic, nutrition, or healthy weight loss. So give Dr. Rexroth a call at 344-1420, or you can find him online at welcometohealth.com. And now, here's Dr. Kurt Rexroth. Good morning, Quad Cities. We've got a great show for you today. We're real excited about the topic. And it's a topic that we've actually covered in the last two shows. And it's, it's, um, it's so vital that I'm doing three shows. And most of you who know that, you know, who listened to the, the show in years past, realize I can do a show on something. I maybe even do two shows in a row on something. But three? That's almost unheard of. Why? Because, you know, most topics can be covered on a on at least a cursory level, on a level that, that gets deep enough uh, on just one show. But this one is, this topic is amazing. It's something that I have become very excited about, and that is vitamin K2, and specifically vitamin K2-7. Um, we're going to get into that in a little bit, but we're going to, first of all, we're going to do, uh, we're going to talk about the schedule for this week. Again, of course, every week we have the the weight loss seminar on Tuesday evening at 6:30. Um, it's a an exciting time. I go through the ins and outs of nutrition for weight loss. And one of the things I want you to realize is that you know you don't have to have decided on how you're going to specifically lose the weight to come to the seminar. It's that's not even an issue for us. Uh, if you want to do our method, that's great. If you want to do some other method, that's great. But the main thing we want you to do going into any kind of weight loss is we want you to understand what your body is going through during that process. And that's something that you can only learn if you sit down and go through the physiology. And believe me, it really helps because if you can actually understand the physiology, what your body is going through, then these little things that happen on the way that uh, may be a little unpleasant or may be surprising, and these things don't bother you as much. They don't throw you off track. And so understanding that stuff is incredibly important. And getting it at free, coming and uh, sitting, you know, for an hour and a half or so to go through all of the ins and outs of it, it's, it's you know, no skin off your nose, just a little bit of time. And it prepares you mentally and therefore physically to do the things you need to do to get the fat off. And I want to, uh, you know, emphasize we talk about fat at the seminar. We don't talk about weight as much because the kind of weight we want you to get off is fat weight. We don't want you losing muscle weight. And there's so many diets out there. In fact, the most popular diets uh, actually promote the loss of weight through the loss of muscle. Muscle, straight out, is the number one predictor of survivability in any healthcare crisis. If you've got muscle to break down to give yourself nutrition, even in the worst situations, your chance of actually getting through it and giving your body time to adapt and getting your body time and your immune system time to overcome the problem, this even includes cancer and heart disease, et cetera. If you can give your body time by having that onboard muscle nutrition, then your chances of surviving go way up. So we don't ever want to lose muscle during a weight loss journey. So come to our seminar Tuesday evenings at 630. Uh, learn about how to lose weight in a healthy fashion. And then, you know, again, uh, we'll support you and we'll encourage you in whatever particular method you choose to use. Okay. 
I tell you, I'm going to go through a list here real quickly. And actually, I'm going to go through a list of articles. And there are many more articles that I've got here, but I'm just going to read through a few of them on K2 and how important that nutrient's becoming, and specifically K27, because that's the active form of K2 that we're talking about. So, number one, high K2 intake tried to lower, tied to lower cardiac or cardiac risk, cardiac um, problem risk. High K2 intake tied to lower cancer risk. Uh, the effect of K2 on type 2 diabetes mellitus, a review, diabetes research and clinical practice. Um, the effect of, K, of vitamin K supplementation on insulin resistance in older men and women. Vitamin K2 supplementation improves insulin sensitivity via osteocalcin metabolism, a, a placebo-controlled trial. Next, vitamin K-dependent proteins and the role of K2 in modulation of vascular calcification. That means blood vessel hardening and calcification. Another, proper uh, calcium use, K2, as a promoter of bone and cardiovascular health. And the last one I'm going to read is vitamin K27 and peripheral neuropathy, namely the, the tingling and the, the pain that goes down into the legs and things like that for um, uh, diabetic patients. I'm telling you, this research is voluminous. It just goes on and on and on, and they're finding more and more things all the time. And one of the things they're finding more and more things because of is that it affects the energy production in the mitochondria. Now, we've spoken about mitochondria a lot in this show, and you might think I'm kind of obsessed with mitochondria. And the only reason I would ever be obsessed with mitochondria is because they provide me with the energy that I can be obsessed with. Namely, if it wasn't for the energy that the mitochondria produced for me, I wouldn't be doing anything, let alone being obsessed about something. But because of the relationship between vitamin K and energy production, I have even more energy to be obsessed about things. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of a, 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 a virtuous cycle as opposed to a vicious cycle. It's a virtuous cycle. It builds on itself, a positive feedback loop, et cetera. So um, that's what was going on. So let's look at that a little bit. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today is energy production and how that K2 actually enhances energy production in every system of the body. Now, I read a study this morning that was very interesting because it contrasted a very older person with a younger person, a five-year-old with a, I think it was an 80 or a 90-year-old individual. And they looked at the, the cell and the kind of equipment that is in every cell of your body, um, you know, the respiratory system, the, the DNA, the, the um, manufacturing unit, and the endoplasmic reticulum, the cell membrane. They looked at all of these different structures in the cell, and the only one that was fundamentally different was the mitochondria. There were fewer mitochondria in the elderly person's cells. There were not only fewer mitochondria, but there were a lot of damaged mitochondria that were still in the cell. And there were a few functioning, you know, well-functioning mitochondria. And so the energy production, the energy that's used to heal the cell, the energy that's used to heal the different tissues, the heart, the lungs, the, you know, the, the lung tissue that brings in oxygen and therefore supplies the mitochondria, all of these tissues were deficient in mitochondria. Even the heart, which has more mitochondria 
in the muscles of the heart than any other place in the body. And of course, it's, it's obvious why, because that heart pumps and pumps and pumps and pumps all day long. The brain, which it, it has so much energy utilization every day, a high percentage of our energy utilization is in brain energy and the, the utilization of the brain. And that is because every little pump in the brain that pumps ions out of a nerve, because the, the brain is fundamentally a mass of interrelated communicating nerves, every little ion pump in there is fueled by the output of mitochondria, the little ATP molecules, adenosine triphosphate, that is put out by the mitochondria as a result of burning sugar and fat. Those, those little ATP molecules actually run those little pumps. And you can kind of visualize what an ATP molecule is like, and this is kind of a crude visualization, but you can do it. Um, it's kind of like you think of a safety pin, and you've got this safety pin, and as long as the safety pin is open, there's not much energy stored there. But when you push that little wire down, that sharp wire down, and lock it into the um, catch, then when you open it, bang, it releases a lot of energy, okay? It's kind of like pulling a bow and releasing the bowstring, the energy is released and expressed when that bowstring is released. And that's kind of what happens with an ATP molecule. It's ADP, or adenosine diphosphate, two phosphates. And then when you lock that last phosphate on there, you know, click, and then that phosphate is ready to bang and release and release that third phosphate and release the energy involved with it. And that's the way these little pumps are spun and, you know, ions are thrown out of the cell. There's a difference in electrical uh, electrical potentiality between the two men the, between the membrane across the membrane and then when that nerve impulse is released it's equalized again and it's just right down the membrane and you get an electrical impulse down the membrane and that's the way these thoughts that you're having right now that's the communication we're doing right now the following the explanation that you're doing right now all of that stuff is ultimately fueled by mitochondria it's fueled by the production of these little energy molecules by the mitochondria, the mighty mitochondria is what I call them, okay? Now, the question is then, what does K2 have to do with this? And it has a lot to do with it because right, several things actually, right in the uh, electron transport chain inside the mitochondria, and that's what produces the ATP, right in that chain of events, there is a substance that we commonly use, which is coenzyme Q10. And it is an intimate part of that production. Well, it turns out, get this, it turns out that K2 can fill the same niche or the same little link, the same little gear uh, in that electron transport chain that the coenzyme Q10 fills. But it does it even better. Now, the question is then, well, why is energy such a problem? I mean, in the, in the world today, why do we have these people with, you know, energy deficiency diseases, you know, uh, fibromyalgia and, and um, all kinds of things that just, they just don't go well for the people and they, they get, uh, you know, low cardiac output, you know, low heart output. They get all these different, they can't think, you know, they got brain fog, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can just go all the way down the line and you can see all the things that, that go wrong with the body. And the fact is the K2 is one of the most essential parts of a healthy diet, and yet in the United States, we get almost none. You go almost every other country in the world. As a matter of fact, um, uh, there was a dentist 
uh, way back in, in the early part of the last century that did this. Uh, Price, he went around all over the world. He got kind of bored in his practice, and he went all over the world, and he looked at indigenous cultures with indigenous diets. And what they do is they eat, you know, they eat butter from grass-fed uh, cows. They, they uh, have all kinds of fermented things in their diet that supply K2. And he didn't have the high-powered chemistry that we have today to find out what the element was, but he recognized that there was something in these indigenous diets that actually supplied people with what they needed, and they, he noticed that they had beautiful, broad arches in their teeth, and they didn't have to have their uh, wisdom teeth pulled because there was plenty of room in the dental arch to accommodate the teeth. And uh, he noticed all these you know, health benefits of whatever it was. They didn't break their hips. They didn't have heart disease. They didn't have all these things going on. And he noticed all these things, and he, he isolated it to a f- couple different things that prob- was probably the productive element. For example, he found out that in Switzerland, the first milk in the spring, the, the milk and the butter and things, particularly the butter that was produced from the co- by the cows of the first shoots of grass that came up through the snow after the thaw, he noticed that they always saved that milk for pregnant women and babies. Now, why did they do that? Well, over centuries of experience, these people realized there's something in that butter from the first milk, that green grass, that freshly sprouted grass that had something special in it. Even though they didn't know what it was, they knew that they had healthier babies if they used that particular butter. Well, it turns out that that particular butter is one of the foods that is high in K2. Now, if you don't have grass-fed beef, which, of course, we don't have much of in this country, and if your butter's not made from grass-fed beef, then, again, you've got low K2. And that's one of the big problems. We have such low K2 in this country that what we suffer from is um, arterial calcification. We suffer from low bone density or osteoporosis. We suffer from low energy and low energy diseases. We suffer from clogged arteries and clogged microcirculation, which makes for um, diabetic neuropathy and all neuropathies of other sorts. And not only that, Fibromyalgia is usually a disease where the microcirculation closes down, and you get literally get pain from the microcirculation closing down. It's the pain of dying cells, and there's no medication that can do a very good job on the pain of dying cells. But the only thing that you can do is divert the attention away from it with an opioid. And, of course, an opioid only works for a week, and then you've got to take more. And that only works for a week, and so you got to take more. And every time you add more, you're adding another layer of addiction. And that's the problem with the opioid drugs is they, they work for a week. That's why, you know, the old heroin addicts, they had to shoot up a little more, a little bit more, a little bit more, until finally they hit that point where they couldn't adapt anymore and overdose, death. So that's the thing that you, you know, you want to just stay away from that opioid stuff because it is death. It is something that only works for a week, and that's what the medical profession's own research says, uh, back pain studies. It helps with the back pain for a week. Chiropractic helps. Well, it takes a week sometimes to get some help with, with chiropractic, right? But in two or three weeks, you're a lot better, and most of the time, you're by two or three, four weeks, 
the back pain is gone in most cases, at least in my clinic it is. And so it's something that, you know, you need to consider there. But back to K- K2, because this is just like global. It's all over the body that we're talking about with this stuff. So anyway, the mitochondria is so pivotal. And we talked about the five-year-old and the 80 or 90-year-old. The only thing that is different is the mitochondrial health. Now, that's important in terms of cancer, because if you've got a cell that is getting its energy from mitochondria, the chance of it becoming a cancerous cell is extremely low. But when all those mitochondria go bad, then the, the, the result is you have an extremely high uh, um, risk of cancer because cancer does not get its energy. It does not reproduce its cells with energy provided by mitochondria. The mighty mitochondria are gone in a cancer cell. They're all broken in a cancer cell, and it has to get its energy through fermentation. And what do you use to get energy through fermentation? You use sugar. And so high sugar diet and a low uh, nutrient diet that contributes to the death of mitochondria leads to high risk for cancer. So vitamin K2, when you get that in your diet and get that moving, it lowers the risk for cancer. Now I would invite you, you folks, uh, stop by the practice, Pick up some of these articles on K2. We'll print them out for you, and you can take them home and read them. Uh, if you want to leave your um, <clears throat> email address on a message to the practice, 309-764-2115. You want to leave a message there and uh, tell us that you, know, you want to, to get something, leave us your email address or leave us your phone number, and I'll, I'll text you a uh, video or so on that, you know, from, from some, you know, really great scientists who would go through all of this stuff for you. Um, and, um, you know, give us a chance to communicate with you. Let's, let's get this together because we're all about getting the Quad Cities healthier. My gosh, we're about giving, getting the whole nation healthier if possible because we're just spending. You realize that <clears throat> back in the 60s, this is how healthy we were. We spent less than $200 per person per year on health care. And the, this, that figure is already adjusted for inflation and cost of living and all that stuff. Less than $200 per year. Now we're spending upward to like between eight and $10,000 a year. And again, those figures don't have to be adjusted because they're the, what we're spending right now. It's ridiculous how unhealthy we're getting. Absolutely ridiculous. And one of the problems is we're eating less and less nutritious food. We're having <clears throat> less and less um, effective nutrition in our diet, and it's just destroying our health. We're substituting medication for nutrition. Uh, I was at the hospital just yesterday visiting someone, and it was, oh my gosh, I was uh, just overcome with, with sadness. I looked around, and everybody there was overweight. I, I did notice one person that wasn't. Uh, they were overweight, and both the people in the hospital and the people taking care of the people in the hospital were just ridiculously overweight. And it just, I just said, what in the world is this all about? This is supposed to be a health care place. This is supposed to be a place where people understand health. Uh, you know, I walk into Walgreens. It's the same way. You look to the right. There's the checkout counter. And behind the checkout counter is a wall full of cigarettes. And then a table full of candy bars and a table full of Pepsi-Cola on sale for ridiculously low prices. I mean, they have to be selling at a cost. And then, you know, all the way through the store until you get to the very back. And then they're going to save your life from what they've created in the front of the store. 
It's absolutely absurd what the healthcare system or supposed healthcare system is doing. It's time to get back. It's time to educate yourself, take control of your health, educate yourself, and know what is going to rebuild you. Come to our seminar on Tuesday evening. And also, we've, we've got these, this wonderful information on K2. Build your energy again. You know, do something about the peripheral neuropathy if you have it. Do something about your insulin sensitivity um, if you have type 2 diabetes. Or even if you have type 1 diabetes, insulin sensitivity is still important. You can lower your insulin costs. You can lower your insulin um, supply. All of these things are extremely important in terms of rebuilding our health. And we have to do it outside of the American food system because it's just not supplying it. We have to do it outside the American quote-unquote healthcare system because they're just not providing us with the information we need. I read an article on Medscape News a few months ago that said only 26% of med schools in the United States even offer a nutrition course for their doctors. In seven years of schooling and uh, residency, <clears throat> only 26% offer nutrition? I mean, granted, it's, it's a complex thing to learn how to be a medical doctor. No question about it. But when it comes right down to it, the power that made the body heals the body. And the, the, the substances that the body is made with are the substances that heal the body. And that just makes so much sense. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, <clears throat> how can I say it any differently? I mean, okay, you're, you're going you're to rebuild or you're going to repair a house. What are you going to repair the house with? The kind of materials you build houses with, obviously. And, uh, you know, you're not going to try to trick the materials into doing something else. And that's what a lot of the medications do. They actually shut down bodily processes to overcome the body's, body's production of symptoms when, as a matter of fact, they do nothing to heal the body. I'm getting worked up here. I'm, I'm K2-inspired. And come by the clinic, and we'll let you have more information on that. And good health to you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Health with Dr. Kurt Rexroth, part of Saturday Mornings at Your Service, sponsored by the Welcome to Health Center and Greatest Grains. Dr. Rexroth will be back next week at the same time. If you have a question before then, give the good doctor a call at 309-764-2115 or find him online at welcometohealth.com where you can download podcasts of this program, ask questions on the blog, find out about special events, and request an appointment with Dr. Rexroth. And remember, Dr. Rexroth donates his services as a guest speaker to Quad Cities clubs, church groups, and business organizations. 